Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Crystal. Let's talk. Some of you may know that I work as a public speaker. I travel around to different schools and organizations challenging youth to make healthy decisions. One topic I speak to them about is sex. And I love every bit of it because I realize that there is a war going on for the sexual purity and wholeness of God's people, especially our youth today. Between pornography being on the rise, the media portraying casual sex as normal, infidelity contributing to divorces, and the perversion of homosexuality and sexual abuse, we are in the middle of a war. The enemy has raged war against God's people and he is aggressively attacking God's perfect design for sex. The enemy has perverted and distorted something that God has called good. My concern is that many Christians are not aware or engaged in the battle going on today. I want to encourage every listener to fight to protect and restore God's plan for sex in their lives and the lives of their loved ones. But before we can engage in this fight of protecting and restoring God's plan for sex, we have to know what exactly we're fighting for. Let me remind you of God's perfect design for sex. God created this thing called sex. He's the mastermind behind it all. He intended sex and sexual activity to only be experienced between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman. It is only to be experienced in the context of marriage. So marriage is the fence around sex. Now, since God created sex, he provides us with guidelines in the Bible concerning it. The scripture that we're going to use as our foundation is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20. Paul is talking to the church of Corinth, a heavily pagan city with much sexual perversion. Paul says in verses 18 through 20, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So that first part says flee from sexual immorality. The Greek word for sexual immorality covers all sexual activity outside of marriage and any sexual activity that deviates from God's biblical design for sex. So that word can include pornography, fornication, adultery, incest, homosexuality, oral sex, anal sex, and more. So Paul simply says flee, which means run away. It means to escape safely out of danger. The only way to do this, to escape safely out of danger, is to first be convinced that you're in danger. You have to be convinced that you're in an unhealthy spot, that maybe what you're watching on the computer screen is immoral, that it's sin. You need to be convinced that that conversation that you're entertaining at work is unhealthy. So he says, flee, turn the other way. Now, the next part is interesting. He says, all other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. This is one of the rare times you'll see in the Bible where one particular sin is placed in a special category. I know you know that every sin is bad. Every sin corrupts. However, sexual immorality goes a little deeper. Sexual immorality cuts to the core of humans in a way that other sins do not. See, sex is not just a physical act. Sex is not a contact sport. No, through sex, two people become one flesh. It's everything, your body, mind, and spirit uniting together. Some people describe it as a soulish act. Not every sin is 
like that. Every sin does not attach itself to our body in that way. Now, in this next part of the passage, it simply reminds us who our bodies belong to. Paul says, do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. See, Paul is simply saying, don't you realize that your body is a sacred place? The place, the home of the Holy Spirit. Your body is for the Lord. It is to be an instrument of righteousness and holiness, not an instrument of sin. I think we know when Jesus died on the cross for our sins that not only did he redeem our souls, he redeemed our bodies. He hung on that cross for your body too. That's why Romans 12 says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do you see how vastly different God's plan for sex is compared to the world's? Whether you're single, married, young, or older, I want to encourage you not to passively engage in this war, but to actively engage. And this is how you know that you are actively engaged in this war that's going on. One, you're playing defense. One way to play defense is to have boundaries for yourself and the youth in your life to protect you all from this sex-saturated world that we live in. Secondly, do you have accountability in this area? Discover your weaknesses in this area and, and ask someone to hold you accountable. And lastly, don't forsake your spiritual disciplines. So if you're wondering why you may be falling into temptation, it might be because you are feeding your flesh more than your spirit. What you feed will always win. Let's pray. God, we are ready to fight. The good news is that you have already won the battle. May we walk in victory each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.